0: Chapter 11 Joy unspeakable and full of glory Though now ye see him not yet believing ye rejoice greatly with joy unspeakable and full of glory 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 8 Christians are the happiest people in the world According to our text they rejoice greatly with joy unspeakable and full of glory and nobody else does I will tell you why Christians are happy. Their Sins Are Forgiven First, real Christians are happy because they know that their sins are forgiven. Nobody in this world knows that his sins are forgiven except a Christian. If any man or woman who is not a Christian says, I know my sins are forgiven, they say what is not true, for their sins are not forgiven. But every true Christian knows that his sins are forgiven all forgiven you say how do they know that because god says so if you will turn to acts chapter 13 verse 39 you will see that every one that believeth is justified from all things god says so a woman who had been a sinner came to christ one day she washed his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head men looked on in scorn but jesus turned to her and said Woman, thy sins, which are many, are all forgiven, Luke chapter seven verse forty seven and she went out of that place, knowing that her sins were all forgiven. She knew it because Jesus said so, and God says just as distinctly in the verse I have just quoted that every Christian's sins are forgiven, just as Jesus said it to the woman. Christians know their sins are forgiven in a second way because the holy spirit bears witness in their hearts that their sins are forgiven one day the apostle peter was preaching in the household of cornelius and speaking about jesus he said to him bear all the prophets witness that through his name every one that believeth on him shall receive remission of sins acts chapter 10 verse 43 cornelius and his whole household believed it and immediately the spirit of god came upon them When you and I believe in Jesus, His Spirit comes into our hearts and bears witness with our spirit that our sins are all forgiven and that we are children of God. There is no joy on earth like the joy of knowing that God has forgiven and blotted out every sin you ever committed. Suppose a person was in prison for life for some crime, and someone brought him a pardon. Don't you think he would be happy? The governor of the state of Pennsylvania once decided to pardon a man, and he sent Mr. Moody to tell him that he was pardoned. Mr. Moody went to the prison. He was going to preach a sermon, but before he began the sermon he said, The governor of the state has handed me a pardon for one of you. He was not going to tell who the man was until he got through the sermon. But as he looked over the crowd of men, he saw there was such suspense and such agony every one of them wondering whether he was the one, that he said, This will never do, to keep these men in suspense. I must tell them at once who the man is. So he said, The man who was pardoned is, and oh, the joy that filled that man's heart when he knew that out of that great company of criminals, he was the one whom the governor had pardoned. But it is nothing to know that one is pardoned here on earth, compared to knowing that God has forgiven all your sins and blotted them out. Oh, the joy that comes into the heart when a man knows that every sin he ever committed is pardoned and blotted out, and that God has absolutely nothing against him. A great king once wrote a song that has lived through the centuries. It was a song of joy. That great king had been a great sinner, and God had forgiven his sin. He had much to make a man happy, and he was the greatest king of his day. He had great wealth, he had great armies, he was the greatest general of the time, and he had a great palace. But when he came to write his song of joy, he did not say, Happy is the man that has a beautiful palace. He did not say, Happy is the man that has great armies. He did not say, Happy is the man that is a great general. He did not say, Happy is the man that is beloved by his people. He said, O blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom Jehovah imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. Psalm 32, verses 1 through 2. Every man who takes the Lord Jesus as his Saviour will have his sins all forgiven, and will have the joy of knowing that every sin is blotted out. Freed from sin's power In the second place, Christians are happy because they are set free from sin's power. Now everybody that sins is a slave. They are slaves to sin. Years ago, when I was a boy in the southern states where Mr. Alexander comes from, there were slaves. The black men were slaves. Some of the masters were kind and some of the masters were cruel, so very, very cruel. It makes one's heartache to think what those poor black men suffered. But there was never a slave owner in the South that was as cruel a master as Satan, and there was never a bondage as awful as the bondage of sin. Some women are bound by the appetite for strong drink. I presume some of you men have also tried to break away from alcohol, but you are enslaved by it. Some of you are enslaved by morphine, some by heroin, some by cocaine, some by a bad temper, some by an ungovernable tongue, and some by other things. But every man or woman without Christ is a slave. But when you come to Jesus Christ, He sets you free. He says in John chapter 8, verses 31-32, through If ye abide in my word, then are ye truly my disciples and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. In verse 36 he says, If therefore the Son shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. The Lord Jesus Christ takes every man and every woman that believes in him and sets them free from the power of sin, strong drink, heroin, a bad temper, impurity, profanity, from the power of every sin. I was reading the life story of a very dear friend of mine. I have read it a number of times before, but I read it again this morning. He told how one night, after he had been a slave for years, he knelt down and prayed at a mission, and Jesus Christ met him and set him free, and he said, From that day until this I have never had the least desire for strong drink. When he went out of that mission that night, he knew that after years of slavery and ruin, he was a free man. He just shouted for joy, glory to God, and he has been shouting ever since. I wish he were here today so you might hear him shout. I wish he were here on this platform so you could look into his face. Oh, the joy of being set free from sin after days and weeks or months or maybe years of slavery! Children of God In the third place, Christians are happy because they know that they are children of god it is a wonderful thing to know that you are a child of god no one knows it but the christian for no one is a child of god but the christian you say how does the christian know that he is a child of god because god says so in john chapter 1 verse 12 he says that as many as received him to them gave he the right to become children of god even to them that believe on his name If any man or woman, young or old, receives the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be a child of God that very moment and will know that you are a child of God. Isn't that enough to be happy over? Suppose you knew that you were the son of some great man, or the son of a millionaire, or the son of a king, or the son of an emperor. Don't you think you would be happy? but it is nothing to be the son of any king or any emperor compared to being the Son of God, the King of Kings. One day years ago, an English duke lay dying. He called his younger brother, the one next in line to him, to his bedside and said, Brother, in a few hours you will be duke, and I will be a king. He was a Christian, he was a child of a king, and he knew that when he left his dukedom down here, he would get a kingdom up there. I say to the poorest man or woman this afternoon, young or old, if you will receive Jesus Christ, the moment you do so, you can lift your head and say, I am a child of the King. I know I am a child of God. Sometimes as I travel around the world, people will point out a man to me and say, That man is the son of such and such a great man. Pointing one out to me in Germany, they said, That is the son of such and such a king. In another place, they said, That is the son of such and such a king. What of it? Suppose he is a child of a king. I am a child of God. That is better than being a child of a king. Now, it has been suggested that you put silver in the collection plate. Well, I guess that some of you cannot put silver in. But I want to say that if you can only put copper in it, you are just as welcome as anybody, and if you can't put copper in, you are still just as welcome as anybody. We read in the Bible that unto the poor the gospel was preached. I believe in preaching to the rich. They need it as much as anybody. But thank God, the woman who had to walk here because she didn't have money enough to pay a penny for the bus, the poorest woman, or the richest, can become a child of God in a moment by taking Jesus Christ. I would rather be the poorest woman that is a child of God than the richest woman that is a child of the devil. Delivered from all fear Again, Christians are happy because they are delivered from all fear. A true Christian that believes the Bible, studies it, and remembers it is not afraid of anything or anybody. Now a great many people who are very rich have all their joy spoiled because they are constantly thinking that some calamity may overtake them. Rich men don't enjoy their riches because they are afraid of losing them, and people who have their friends around them don't enjoy their friends because they are afraid they will die. People who have all the comforts of life don't enjoy them because they fear that some calamity may come and sweep the comforts away those with very little who are barely making a living don't enjoy it because they fear they may be thrown out of work and not be able to make a living but the true christian is delivered from all that fear there is one verse in the bible which if you are a child of god and believe it and keep it in mind will take away all anxiety as long as you live that is romans chapter 8 verse 28 and we know that to them that love God, all things work together for good. Sometimes the devil whispers to me, Perhaps you will lose everything you have in the world. Well, I say, it doesn't make any difference if I do. If I do, that will be one of the all things, and all things work together for good. Sometimes when I am away from my family, the devil whispers to me, Your wife is ill, or your son is ill, or your daughters are ill and will die before you ever see them again. I don't know how often the devil has come and whispered that. When he does, I just lift my head and say, well, that cannot be unless it is the will of God my Father, and if they do die, it is one of the all things that work together for good. The devil comes sometimes and whispers, Perhaps you will be taken ill. Perhaps you will lose your eyesight or your hearing, and not be able to preach anymore. I just lift my head and say, Well, if I do, it will be one of the all things, and to them that love God, all things work together for good. So you see, if a person is a real Christian and believes the Bible and bears it in mind, he is not afraid of calamity, neither is he afraid of any man. So many people are afraid of men and are tormented by the fear of men. Many of you today would profess to being Christians, but you are afraid some man or woman might see you. You are afraid that you will be laughed at and that you will be persecuted in the mill or the factory or the shop. But a Christian is not afraid of man. The Christian reads Romans chapter 8 verse 31 and says, "If God is for us, who is against us?" A Christian does not fear the face of any man or woman on earth. One time in Chicago a man came to me and said, You had better look out, there is a man who says he has it in for you. He told me who the man was, a very desperate man, a man willing to do almost anything. Well, I was not troubled a bit. I did not lie awake a single night. I was not troubled for two seconds. I said, That's all right. I know he is quite powerful, and I have reason to believe he is unprincipled, but I know that I am right with God. God is on my side, and if God has agreed to take care of me, that man can't touch me unless it is God's will. A living faith in Jesus Christ takes all fear of man away forever. It takes away the fear of death. I know many people whose lives are shadowed and darkened by the fear of death. Right in the midst of health and strength, they say, Oh, what if I should be taken with tuberculosis or get heart disease, diphtheria, smallpox, or some other terrible disease? But a Christian is not afraid of death. Death has lost all its terrors for the Christian. A Christian knows that death for him is simply to depart and be with Christ. One evening in Chicago I went to see a young lady who had sung in my choir, a very beautiful, attractive girl whose life had been full of promise, but she had been suddenly afflicted with rapid tuberculosis. She had probably only a few days to live. As it turned out, she did not have a day to live. I was told that she would like to see me, so I went. I entered the room where the young girl, cut down in the very blossom of young womanhood, was lying upon her bed. I sat down by her deathbed, and her face shone like an angel's. I said, Humanly speaking, there is no hope for your recovery. She said, I know. I don't care to recover. I would have been glad to recover to serve Christ if it had been His will, but since He has decided I can't recover, and must very soon leave this world, I wanted to see you and tell you that I don't fear death. I am looking forward to what men call death with great joy and with great anticipation. I went to my church to preach, and when I got up to the pulpit, they brought me a note. That dying girl had asked for paper, and she wrote a note and sent it over to the choir of the church. She told them how happy she was as she lay face to face with death and eternity. I tell you, it is a joyful thing to have no fear of death. A Christian is delivered from fear of eternity. But to people without Christ, eternity is a dreadful thing to think about. For people in Christ, eternity is about the sweetest thing there is to think about. One word fills the heart of the Christian with joy but fills the heart of the unsaved with terror. That word is ETERNITY. I love that word ETERNITY, where all sorrow is over forever, all separation, all sickness, all death, where all is eternal sunshine. How I love that word ETERNITY! But some of you don't love it, I have received letters from people who say they wish that I would not talk so much about eternity. I heard of one man who did not want to come to the meetings because I talked too much about eternity. But Christians like to have me talk of eternity. Write out a card with these words, Where will you spend eternity? Hand it to a man who is not a Christian and it will make him mad. Hand it to a Christian and it will make him glad he will answer why i will spend eternity with christ in glory assurance of eternal life that leads me to the next reason why christians are happy it is because they know that they will live forever it is a wonderful thing to know that you will never die that throughout the endless ages of god you will live on and on and on as we read in first john chapter 2 verse 17 and the world passeth away and the lust thereof but he that doeth the will of god abideth forever and we read in john chapter 3 verse 36 he that believeth on the son hath eternal life but he that believeth not the son shall not see life but the wrath of god abideth on him before i was a christian i did not like to look into the future but how i love to look into the future now Very often I sit in my room and say, I wonder how many years I will have to preach. Well, I can't have very many more at the most, probably about twenty, possibly twenty-five, barely possibly thirty years. That is not very much. And then what? Eternity. That is better than preaching. It is a great joy to preach, but oh, to be able to stand and look down through the coming ages and see them roll on, age upon age and age upon age, and know that you are going to live for all eternity in happiness and joy ever-increasing. I don't wonder that Christians are happy. I don't wonder that they have joy unspeakable and full of glory. Inheritance Two other reasons Christians are happy one is because they know that they are heirs heirs of god and joint heirs with jesus christ they know that they have an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for them first peter chapter 1 verse 4 when one rides down your beautiful english country roads and looks out on the beautiful mansions and manor houses and sees the lakes forests parks and the gardens one says it must be very pleasant to live in there. Well, I suppose it is, but how long will they live there? The father of the family will probably live ten years, twenty perhaps. The children will live forty or fifty, possibly sixty. Soon gone, soon gone. But every man, woman, and child who receives Jesus will have an inheritance that will last forever, an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away. Every earthly inheritance soon fails. Even the richest man on earth won't keep his property very long. But the poorest man or woman today, young or old, who will receive Jesus Christ will get an inheritance that will last forever. One day a poor English girl rode along in a third-class carriage. She was very plainly dressed as she looked out the window. They passed by beautiful farms, beautiful trees, beautiful mansions, and every little while a person who sat near the poor girl heard her say, That belongs to my father. They would come to a farm, and she would say, That belongs to my father. Then to a beautiful mansion, and she would say, That belongs to my father too. Then they would pass a lordly castle, and she would say, That belongs to my father. Finally, the man who was listening turned to her and said, Well, miss, you must have a rich father, for you have been saying for miles as we passed along, That belongs to my father. Your father must own a great deal of property. He must be a very rich man. She said, He is. I am a child of God. She was very rich. Some of you are having a hard time in this world. I suppose you have to work long hours for small pay. Your homes are not very comfortable. Well, I want to tell you that you won't have to live in them very long. If you will take Christ, you are going to such a mansion as this earth never saw, to such an inheritance as no man ever inherited on this earth. When you go past the rich man's mansion, you say, I wish I had a home like that." You would not keep it for long. If you will receive Jesus Christ, you will know that you are an heir to all God has. The whole world belongs to him, the cattle on a thousand hills. If you are a child of God, if you will receive Christ, you will be an heir to all he is and all he has. You can become an heir today. Indwelling Holy Spirit One more reason Christians are happy is that God gives Christians the Holy Spirit to dwell in their hearts, and when the Holy Spirit dwells in the heart, He fills the heart with sunshine and gladness and joy unspeakable. One Monday morning, a poor woman came to my door, rang the bell, and said she wanted to see me. The girl who assists me said, You know he sees no one on Mondays. She said, I know it, but I have got to see him. So the girl called me down, and when I came down, I saw one of the members of my church, a poor washerwoman who had to work hard for her living. Oh, she said, Mr. Torrey, I knew you didn't see anybody on Mondays, and I don't like to trouble you, but I received the Holy Spirit last night. I could not sleep all night, and I made up my mind that I was going to give up one day's work and just come around and tell you how happy I was. I just had to. I can't very well afford to give up a day's work, but my heart is so full of joy I could not keep still. I had to tell somebody, and I didn't know anybody else I wanted to tell as much as I wanted to tell you. Though I knew you didn't see anybody on Mondays, I thought you would be glad to have me come and tell you." Yes, I said, I am glad. That woman was so happy that she could not work Her heart was full of joy. So I don't care how dark your heart is today or how full of sadness it is. I don't care how full of bitterness you are or how hopeless you feel. If you will receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and surrender your whole heart and your whole life to Him as your Lord and Master, there will come into your heart sweetness beyond anything to be known this side of heaven. Christians rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. But you have to be real Christians. Just going to church won't do it, and just saying your prayers won't do it. Just reading your catechism won't do it, and just reading the Bible won't do it. Reading the prayer book, being baptized, being confirmed, or going to the Lord's Supper won't do it. But if you will take Jesus into your heart to be your Savior, to rule and reign there and surrender all to Him, I will guarantee that every one of you will get a joy that is heaven begun below. People say to me, Do you expect to go to heaven? Yes, I know I am going to heaven, but thank God I am in heaven now. I live in a present heaven as I am on my way to the future heaven. I feel like singing all the time. I used to be one of the most melancholy men on earth. I was constitutionally melancholy. I was despondent. I was gloomy. I inherited it from both sides. I used to sit and have the blues by the hour. But do you know, I never have had the blues since I really took the Lord Jesus. I have had trouble. I have had losses. I have seen everything I had in the world swept away so that I had nothing left. I have seen the time when I had a wife and four children with not a penny to buy them the next meal with, but it came in time, for I knew where to go, straight to God. I have seen times when I didn't have the rent for the house or the wood for the fire in a bitter cold winter, but I was happy. I have been in a foreign country where I could not talk the language, and somehow or other, there was a failure of supplies. I was penniless in a foreign city with a wife and child, hardly knowing anybody in the whole place. But I was happy. I knew whom I trusted. I knew he would get me out somehow, and he did. If you want darkness turned into sunshine, if you want sadness turned into joy, if you want despair turned into glory, if you want defeat turned into victory, if you want all that is bad turned into all that is good, take the Lord Jesus Christ and take Him right now.